morning, everyone. Welcome back. We uh, continue over here with uh, Or Yisrael, um, getting together for our first time um, in the new year, Tavshin Pei Gimel. Tavshin Pei Gimel. <clears throat> um, which obviously stands for Teishinas Gidul Philadelphia. Peiris Gedolus. And Peiris Gedolus. They go hand in hand. Peiris Gedolus from the Godless of Philadelphia, the Gidul of Philadelphia, and uh, Teishinas um, Someone, someone told me, Pame uh, Geula. Uh, Teishinas Pame Geula. I heard this from someone else. We should hear the, the, uh, <coughs> the, 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 the um, footsteps. footsteps of the approaching Geula. So uh, all those ideas go hand in hand. What's going to bring the Geula is when all the growth here in Philadelphia. And it's what, pizza Gedola? Pizza Falafel. It's all works. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do something with the Gimel. Pizza Gedola. Yeah, so all the above, Rabbi Isai, all the above are going to come together, but, but uh, it is also a serious time. It's a serious time. It's the Yasserim Tshuva, and uh, we continue with Or Yisrael to chaper and take advantage of these days of uh, Rachmim and Ratz and these days of Tshuva, these days of penitence and repentance, and um, we're going to see a Michtov. We, have, we actually only have three days left to do Or Yisrael together. We have today, tomorrow, and then we have Monday. Um, Tuesdays already, Erev Yom Kippur. We're not going to be getting together. <coughs> so we have just enough time, I think, to see one or two short michtav, and we're going to see one today. We'll tr- try to do it between today and tomorrow. Michtav Yud, which is not specifically written. Um, Rabbi Saul doesn't make it uh, um, a michtav where he is telling us he's writing it during this time of the year, as we saw by other michtavim, but it's, it's a michtav that has to do with very basic principles of Rabbi Saul in terms of change, in terms of of transformation, which is definitely what this time of year is all about. So let's see Michtav Yud. Says Rabbi Yisrael, Michtav Kavoydom Reisi, I received your letter, he's addressing one of his Talmidim. V'samach levavi b'tzipiyasi right v'etzedek kirvas Hashem yichpatsum. I was first of all delighted, says Rabbi Yisrael, just to see the cheshek um, you have, the desire you have in wanting to be close to Hashem. It's, it's the, the implication over here is that he received a michtav asking for advice, asking for guidance to do tshuva. And that's what his Talmudim asked him. They, they want guidance how to do tshuva. And he says right away that just the very fact that that was the request, excuse me, that was the, that's the very request, brings him, um, brings him simcha. Simcha, this vicarious pleasure and appreciation of um, seeing people interested in doing the right thing. Um, and weiter, you know, is there simcha and, and there's a simcha mi bachutz. Um, with the um, unbridled. Uninhibited, untampered, and undisguised simcha says Rabbi Yisrael in in um, seeing that again that you're interested earnestly and sincerely interested in doing the right thing. In other words, what he's saying is that this is a natural simcha for him. Um, it, it, it's it's affecting him and touching him at a very natural core place, um, and it, it's a very it's an outpouring of 
a natural um, uh, basic appreciation uh, of what they're doing um, that, that is arousing these emotions and you saw in a very basic core elemental place. In other words, <clears throat> what he's saying is that um, and here's the kanech that he's beginning the michtav with Yir Hashemayim and Kirvas Hashem is not an avoida that is supposed to be very heavy and is supposed to be very scary and overwhelming and intimidating it's scary and overwhelming and intimidating. Rousseau wasn't someone who was afraid to be afraid. And he wasn't scared of being scared. And he wasn't intimidated by intimidating us. There's plenty of mechtavim. We've seen this already. He talks about you know, the troubles that we're in and the woes that are ahead of us and our fates. He bemoans our fates. He wasn't afraid of being afraid. He wasn't scared of being scared. Um, that's when we're you know, dealing with the, the baggage. That's when we're looking at what we've accrued and accumu- accumulated. But the, the avoidah, the movement, the movement of coming close to Hashem, the movement of, of kirva, of change, of return, Rabbi Yisrael's being megalitas, is a movement itself that's, that, that's one that induces happiness, that brings with it simcha, that brings with it um, a, a certain hanon, a gishmak, and Rabbi Yisrael has, has worked on that to the point that, for him, kirva, approaching Hashem, is one that evokes simcha, and therefore when he sees it in others, it evokes simcha. That, that's a very important nakuda, and that's what he's starting this michtav with, uh, it's, it's, we very often feel the opposite. We very often feel that, you know, approaching Hashem is by definition intimidating, by definition overwhelming, by definition we're blown away and we're, we're, we're cowering um, because we're so small and Hashem is so great. That is the feeling of Yura. But the return, the, the kurva, is one that when we're in touch with it, elicits and should elicit and should create a, a simcha. It's a good thing and it brings out happiness in the soul when he does it. When his Talmudim are doing it, he brings out happiness in himself. So he says it straight out over here that, um, you know, what, 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 I'm so happy that it's almost, you know, the point that it's cladding my thinking, my judgment, uh, that I'm, I'm overflowing with the following emotion, that I'm giving a bracha, that um, halavai, says the Bishol, mitain, halavai, that we would have this emotion always, perpetually, lismayach biras Hashem. Listen to what he's saying over here. Lismayach biras Hashem. Be'ein sitnas hataiva, without the... Um, <coughs> the Adversary, the opponent of Taiva, which can get in the way of the Simcha, Al Mikol Hamula, don't be frightened from the voice of the masses, the people that um, that uh, the voice, the, 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 the popular voice of the masses, that Avodas um, Hashem is a drag, returning to Hashem is scary, is intimidating. Don't be confounded and, and confused by that. don't be fearful of that. Continue to hold tight to these to the Eitzachayim, the tree of life, which is learning Musar. Which gives life, gives clarity to the Seichel to not become, to not drown in the Taiva, which is um, the Taiva of of our our, our routines 
our rut, which which clads the seichel, and 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 uh, clads the thinking, and just to digest and decipher that. He packed quite a lot there. We saw into those three or four lines. He talked about taiv. He talked about seichel. He talked about cladding of seichel, and he talked about the hamaynam, and he talked about simcha in yira. And he's saying, yes, there is a mindset out there that yiras Hashem is overwhelming and frightening and a f- scary place to be. And shuv is a scary thing to do. And it's not really the case. Really, returning to Hashem and using Yira, as, even using Yira as a, as a fulcrum, as a device to return to Hashem, there's simch in that. And what's popularly thought out there that shuva, returning to Hashem, is something that's overwhelming and frightening and, 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 and fearsome is coming from the Hamayin Am. And don't be afraid of the Hamayin Am. And he's referring to the Haman Am on two levels. The Haman Am that, the, the, you know, this is a Balabatasha mindset where people tend to think, which is incorrect. And that mindset, mindset of the Haman Am, which is coming from the opponents of Musr. He's putting them both together. The opponents of Musr, who are looking at Musr as well as something which is perpetuating gloominess, a, a morbid outlook on life, a, a, a dark, <coughs> dank, and, and hopeless um, attitude towards existence, He's saying, don't get overwhelmed by that, don't get frightened by that, and don't buy into that, because it's all incorrect. Musr leads you to, to, to simcha. Musr leads you to a, an approach where coming back to the Rebbein Shalalim is one of a, a journey of simcha, um, and not just an exercise in, in masochism, and, 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 and uh, beating oneself up and self-flagellation leads to simcha. And Rabbi Saul here clearly is bavarning the voices of the opponents of, of Musr, and we said there was a number of reasons why people are opposed to Musr. I think we mentioned this in Rabbi Sol's day and age, and one of them was that people said, take Yiddishkeit and make it into such a gloomy, dark place, and to get into your Kaychas and Nefesh, and to dwell on how much trouble we're in, and to dwell on, on the Yitzhar the, 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 the does to you, and it clads the Seichel, and, and um, you know, get it to open up the, that Pandora's box of uh, what we call the subconscious and, and your natis and your motivations, and, and, and to talk about the Yom HaMavis and the Yom din Like, why are you doing that to Klai They had a, a very big issue with the Yisrael. You know, before the Muslim movement came along. So the Ruba the Ruba of Klai Yisrael were, you know, let, let them sit and learn, let them daven, let them, you know, let, let, let them machzach freiluch, let Yidin be happy, let Yidin enjoy themselves. You know, let them learn b'simcha. Let them daven b'simcha. We saw you with your musr. You're getting is you know, you're getting the making the musr cloys, the base musr. People learning b'spilus and oilanu and they're talking about the yema misa. Why you bring such depression and gloom into klal This was one of the, you know, um, arguments of the opponents of Rabbi Yisrael's revolution, and Rabbi Yisrael's bavarning that over here, and he's saying, don't get caught up in the voice of the hamaynam musr. Leads to simcha. Fakir, we see a, when we when we can when we when we have the right approach, there is a simcha in this return to the rebbeinu shalaylam, and and what Moser is allowing us to do is is giving us clearing the thicket, allowing us to see things with proper the proper seichel, and when we see things with the proper seichel, um, we have clear take on ourselves, clear understanding of ourselves. We have a clear understanding and take of the path forward, the way forward, and. That leads again to that simcha. That simcha, when I see there's a mahalach, when I see there's a path. That's what learning Musr gives me. There's a path to return to the Rebbeinu Shalalim. 
there, there is an approach, there is a path, it's not haphazard, it's not all over the place, um, and, 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 and stay true and, 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 and steadfast, Rebbe encourages us to meet him in, in this path of learning Moser, of um, clearing up this Eichel's approach to life and to oneself, and don't get caught up in the attitude, the popular attitude out there, which is that it's, it's too schwer, and Avedis Hashem is too scary, and learning Moser is, is, is a bad idea, and let's just, you know, be happy. Zagdur Sol, no, keep up the good work. Okay, so that's all, that's the, the, the message that he's, that he's compacting into the first paragraph. Now let's continue. He who sits and learns Moser, is truly considered to be alive. And he continues in the theme that he developed, that he began in the end of the previous paragraph. He referred to Moser as an Eitz HaChaim. He said, Moser is an Eitz HaChaim. You're grabbing onto the tree of life. Moser is life. Is, when you learn Moser, you're, you're, you, are, you are connected to life, you're connected to the tree of life, and he continues with that idea, what, what, what's, what's this equivalency of life? So one who's sitting and learning Moser is truly alive. Chai chai In what way? In the sense that one of the definitions of life is that you have perception. You can sense things. You can pick up on things. Kol chai margish. Someone who is no longer alive, has no interaction with his environment, doesn't sensate things, doesn't pick up on things, he's, he's not present here anymore. Um, not present in society, not present in life, not present in his own life. Chius, life, goes hand in hand with Hargosha, with, with sensing things, picking up on things. Sensing and sense and being sensitized. To be aware, be cognizant of a person's shortcomings and faults, and to be interested in fixing them up. Okay, well, let's pause for a moment. Again, Rabbi Yisrael, this is one of the more poetic mikhtavim, where he's packing quite a lot in, into very small, um, <coughs> very few pithy lines over here. He is saying the following. Kol chai margish. Moser gives us life. And when we're learning Moser, we're alive because to be alive is to have awareness, is to be sensing things, to be aware of our environment as opposed to dead people just no, no sensitive no sensitivities, no sensitization, no picking up on anything. And it's such a profound muscle that Rabbi Saul is drawing over here. Um, learning Moser allows someone to have an acute awareness and be acutely sensitized to his own inner world, his own inner world. What are his real inner thoughts, his real inner motivations, and his, his real inner drives to pick up on it, to slow it down, to see it play by play, and Mamela to be able to rectify things, to be able to work on things. The person who's not learning Musr is so out of touch and so pathetically and pitifully not in 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 uh, in a state of awareness with his own inner world, and he'll find himself doing things and saying things, and 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 um, being involved with things 
that are the result of very quick decisions, very quick actions, and things that are, he's doing without really, without really giving much thought into it, and they're coming from very deep, hidden, buried places, which are so strong and so powerful, and he's really not keeping track of all the steps that are going on in between those deep, dark, dank inner motivations and what he's doing, you know, on the surface, what he's doing on the surface. Um, and therefore, he's unaware of his own faults and shortcomings, and he's unable to slow down his own faults and shortcomings, and he's unable to change any of his own faults and shortcomings because he can't keep track of what's going on. Um, because his motivations are so strong and powerful beneath, they've convinced him that whatever he's doing is the correct and right and just thing, and he's not margish what's going on within himself. Learning Musr, again, is all about self-awareness, self-analysis in a very practical and real way, and allows us to analyze, be aware, slow things down, and keep track play by play by play of what's going on in that inner world. It can be thought of, you know, the, the shaykhid, before he shechts, he takes out that knife, he has to draw his fingernail along the knife, and the fingernail is able to pick up on little nicks, little flaws that the eye may not see, the fingernail can see. The fingernail is margish. Do it slowly with something that's very sensitized. You, you can trick your eyes, you can't trick the, 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 the senses, the fingernails. Learning Musr and not learning Musr is the difference between eyeing the knife and run, running your fingernail along the knife. When you eye the knife, you see what you want to see, you see what you think you see, and you work with what you think you see, with what you want to see. Nah, I don't see anything very easy to look at very quickly and not see fine details. Sometimes I have to close my eyes, not work with my eyes, not work with my perception, work with tactile feedback. No, there's a nick over here. I felt something, I felt something, I felt something. Liman Musar is not using the eyes, so to speak, that can be blinded, that are blinded by the taiva. It's getting a, 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 a true sense, running our fingers, our fingernails along the entire range that begins down somewhere in the kishkas of what, of, of what our motivations are in a very deep and dank and dark place and running the fingernail all the way up to the, the appendages, how it comes out in the world of, of, of action and seeing are there any nicks, are there any flaws, are there any pegimas along the way. That's what Limud Hamusr does and that's why a person is alive. A person is alive because he's in touch with himself. He is margish himself. He's acutely aware of his own motivations. He doesn't just convince himself of, um, of, uh, of facts. He doesn't convince himself of things. Now, we could give, you know, uh, it's always nice to give examples. You know, uh, I, the, I think the concepts speak for themselves. Concepts speak for themselves, but um, we, got, we talked about the ironing board guy in the past, right? Only so, much we, only so many times we can bring up the ironing board. Well, we should bring him up again? Okay. I'm going to bring up another very, very, very good example, but I'm afraid he's not present, but I'm afraid he may end up hearing this year. Something that just happened, a uh, personal experience that I had with somebody, but I, I can't, it was such a half example. half example, but A, may know who I'm talking about, and B, the, even if you don't, he may end up hearing this. So, um, ho- hopefully he'll hear this and just, you know, take advice from Yisrael and, and work on, on Musr and work on the... We should all hear this. We should all learn Musr and work on our hard gushes and on being alive. But, I can, we, you know, we have to be 
definitely take a little bit of a limud of Moser from Yisrael's Moser, be sensitive to other people. So there's a, an amazing example that I cannot give, but we'll talk about the ironing board yet. The ironing board yet. And this harks back to my, uh, my Eish HaToyer years. I was a Rebbe in Eish, and there was a Tekufa. For many years, I was, I was giving a first Seder Shir and a second Seder Shir. Um, my, my last year to an Eish, they had Rachman Asami, and they, they, they relieved me of the second Seder Shir um, because they gave me all the crazy people in the Yeshiva to sit with instead. So I asked for the, uh, the second Seder Shir back, but it but, uh, didn't work out. Um, so anyway... What? Beware what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Bikitzer, so it was in this Takufa where I was uh, giving a first Seder and a second Seder share. And I had, being a star, I had a, I usually, you know, when you're in the old city, you know, you generally stay in the old city. If you're there in the morning and you have to be there in the afternoon, not so could I to, to leave um, Bain Astarim, you know, during the second Seder, the break between morning and afternoon Seder. You don't have a lot of time. So, I usually, I used to stick around. Um, but there was one day I had, a, I had to go take care of something. I don't remember what it was. So I found myself leaving after Mincha, going um, out of the old city, and then coming back on my way, you know, in time to give uh, the second Seder Shir. So on my way back to Yeshiva, I was walking down the street outside the old city, walking down Rechov Shifte Yisrael, and I bump into somebody in my Shir walking the opposite direction. So I'm on my way back, to, you know, I'm going to get there, you know, in 15 minutes when it's time for, for a Shir. And he's on his way away from the yeshiva, and there's no way he's going to be back in time for she is leaving the yeshiva. And uh, good afternoon, how you doing? Oh, Rebbe, how are you? Um, Bar Hashem, you know we have uh, second seder in 15 minutes, right? He said, Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. But I figured, you know, I, I today's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, and on Friday I have to get ready for Shabbos, and I have to part um, of getting ready for Shabbos, I have to do. My ironing for Shabbos, and you know, it's a big mitzvah, get ready for Shabbos on time, and I need a new ironing board. My ironing board, you know, uh, um, uh, for a while I needed a new ironing board, so I figure I'll go to Geula now, before Erev Shabbos, I'll buy my ironing board now, and that way I'll have my ironing board ready in time tomorrow morning so I can, you know, get my ironing done early in the morning. They didn't have official formal Seder for a Seder in the morning on Friday. I'll get my ironing done in time for Shabbos, I'll be able to come into Shabbos Kodesh, you know, uh, in 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 in, in 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 a beautiful way, the way that Shabbos deserves. This is what he told me. So, um, it was a very nice, very nice um, explanation. It was so beautiful, so sweet, so holy. Recovered Shabbos Kodesh, getting the ironing board, so you could come into Shabbos on time. You know what do you say? What do you say? Is such a yid. Nothing to say. Such a beautiful, uh, holy, sweet motivation. So I smiled and said, "Okay, thank you very much for letting me know." Um, you know, we'll see you when you show up. Um, now, um, I didn't tell him anything at the time because it was Arnie's way to get the ironing board and I was on my way to give Shear. It wasn't the right time to stop and, and, and kind of uh, let him hear what he needed to hear and, and, and what, he, what, what, uh, what needed to be said. I went on my way. He went on his way. He showed up at some point. I don't know when. He did end up showing up much later. And what's going on in this story here, Rabbi Sai? Now, he, this is someone who generally was there for sheer, generally was there for Seder. He wasn't someone who, uh, you know, never showed up. He was someone that when he was around, he came. When he was around, he came. But nevertheless, this Thursday afternoon, he decided to miss second Seder to get himself his ironing board. Now, the thing made absolutely no sense. You need an ironing board Friday morning to come into Shabbos on time to iron your shirts 
and and uh, and uh, so all these things are true. It's important. It's very chashuv. Have your shirts ironed for Shabbos Kodesh and get it done earlier, so that we have more time for your shower and going to the mikvah. Whatever else this guy has to do, that's great. But second seder, second seder. The only time you have to get this ironing board is the middle of second seder, Thursday afternoon. What, what about after seder? What about early in the morning? These stores in Gula open pretty early. What about late at night? What about Friday morning? Get up a little earlier. Dive in and buy an earlier shacharis Friday morning. Get up an hour earlier. And dive in an early shacharis. Or after shacharis, go to Gula and get your ironing board. There's plenty, plenty of time during the week that you can get that ironing board that's not smack in the beginning of second seder. Plenty of time. And, and the guy could have chapped that on his own. So why was he going during second Saturday? He didn't chap that? He didn't allow himself to chap that. The decision was made so quickly, so immediately, so instinctively, that there, there, there wasn't even any other possibility. It didn't even occur to him in the level in the realm of the Seichel that maybe there's a way of maybe there's a way of making it to second Seder and getting the ironing board. It didn't even occur to him because the decision was made so quickly. What was this? Oh, I need an iron board. I don't have an iron board yet. I need one for tomorrow morning. What about Shabbos? If I have to go to Gul on Shabbos, it's Friday. I'm going to come to Shabbos. I'm going to kill my whole life Shabbos. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll just quickly, I'll, I'll go right, uh, you know, right, right uh, during the before second Seder, and, and I'll, I'll just do it really quick. I'll do it really quick, and I'll be okay. That was the thought process. Now, again, a total demolition of Seichel, and a total breakdown of any rational, logical thought. But on the surface, it looks like it makes a lot of sense because coming from a deep, dark, dank place, which is, you know, it's not the end of the world if I'm a second Seder. Not the end of the world if I take off an afternoon of learning. That's where this is coming from. A place where maybe it's not so terrible. Not a disaster if I miss a Seder. A Yetzirah of Prikasol. A Yetzirah of Atlas, a Yetzirah of taking it easy, a Yetzirah of Vital Torah, a Yetzirah of not learning, you know, round the clock. And everyone has this Yetzirah somewhere wanting to take it easy. But when I'm not in touch with that, then it can quickly, in, in a millisecond, concoct a whole crazy rationale that I should get this ironing board in the middle of second Seder, on, which makes absolutely no sense. There's so plenty, plenty of times opportunities to get that ironing board. But it happens so quickly because, again, the Seichel has been confounded by... A Yetzirah that's coming from a very deep, dark place of, of uh, prikasol, of just hefkerus, of, of uh, throwing off the yoke, of, of, of being accountable, of scheduling, of structure, of discipline, of limerat Torah, of seder, and, and, and it, it, that made the decision. Now, when I learn Musr, and I find myself wanting to do that, Musr allows me to slow it down. Musr opens up myself. Musr opens up that box, which is called the box of the of the of the natius, the box of, of the motivations, the box of the Yetzir Hara, and I'm running my finger along all those motivations and those desires. Musr allows me to do the following. I find myself thinking, hey, I should run out now and get an ironing board. And then I stop and say, I but it's second Seder. Yeah, yeah, but 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 come shops Kaidish tomorrow. And I stop and ask myself, you know. Do I really need to go now? And why is it that I want to go now? Not so much, again, Musr is not, is not there to give me alternatives. Because this guy, you know, anyone can give you alternatives. Musr is not there to show me all the other times that I could get the ironing board. No, that's not the point. To take this Moshe all the way to the end, this example. Musr is there for me to chap. Why is it that I want to go right now and get the ironing board? That's what Musr allows us to do. Why, why, do, I know, why do I want to go right now?
Why is it that I want to go right now? Why can't I go tomorrow morning? Why can't I go tonight? No, 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 the shul, cover Shabbos, cover Shabbos, cover Shabbos, cover Shabbos, cover Shabbos, the mikvah, the shower. I have to, no, 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 why do I really want to go right now? Musr lets me get in touch with those motivations. And Musr lets me have, mm, you know why I want to go right now? Because I see somewhere, I don't mind missing Seder. I don't mind missing the afternoon of learning. And maybe more than just I don't mind it. Maybe, maybe, I'm looking for a, a vacation. Maybe I'm looking to take an afternoon off. So I'm convincing myself that I need to get the ironing board now because maybe on a very deep level, I would really like to miss Seder. Taka, Eureka, that's it. I just chapped what's going on. So no, I'm not going to go get the ironing board. I'm going to be Miss Gabber. I'm going to break that and force myself to stay because this is an opportunity to do a little bit of growth over here. And that's exactly what Rabbi Yisrael said, to get in touch with them, letikunim, to fix them up. That's what Musr allows us to do, not to see all the other times you can go. Not anyone can tell you that all the other times you can go. It's for me to see what's going on within myself and my own inner world. Why is it, you know, that, uh, that, that um, I'm so quick to volunteer to do this? You know, that bacher, who's always the bacher, who's, who's uh, you know, the Rebbe needs someone to go make photocopies, right? There's always that one bacher, I'll go make the photocopies. I'll go get the, you know, the, the tefer from the Yitzhar Asfarim, right? Why? Why is he always the one? Because he, you know, uh, chesed, such an opportunity to be, you know, machzike uh, arabim, uh, I'll have the schus, the schar of the sefer, I'll have the schus of making the photocopies. Maybe you just want a break. Maybe, you know, you don't mind getting up and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll um, take a break in the middle of shir. Maybe you like hanging out in the office. You get to schmooze with people in the office over there, right? Who knows what the motivations are? But Musr is not, again, about figuring out all the other options. Musr is about getting us in touch with ourselves. So let's see again what Yisrael says. Um, La sorry, sorry, sorry. Says Rabbi Yisrael, um, so to see what's really going on and to allow me to fix up what's really going on. To not fall into the trap of the Yetzer, which gets us to be desensitized to what's going on and, and, and gets us now to mock the practice of Yeres Hashem. We, we join the opponents who, who think that it's all about morbidity, it's all about gloom. When we join forces with that Yitzhar Hara, we are robbing the masses of this opportunity of serving the Rebbeinu Shalalem. Gam be'en taiva mutzais, even when there's no clear taiva, ayin reis achadas hasher l'shamayim yagiyo, excuse me, the eyes can be seeing averis, that are that are high level averis, awful, terrible averis, v'alev choymen, l'achzik b'musr l'man sur misho'ol mato, l'umasam baruch yoymar, um, says Yisrael, so so uh, as opposed to uh, uh, being in a place where I'm I, I'm not learning Musr, where um, the Yitzhahara, I'm in the throes of the Yitzhahara, he clads my judgment, clads my thinking, I'm not in touch with myself, A, and B, my attitude towards Musr is one of that's bad, is detrimental for Kala Yisrael, I'm now able to see that Fakert, I'm, I'm alive, Musa gives me sensitivity, gives me clarity, puts me in the driver's seat, makes me in control of my own life. 
and 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 uh, when I'm able to spread that and disseminate that to the masses, then I'm from the Matzika Rabbim. I'm 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 um, uh, you know in an unbelievable place of schus and merit. Asher kai like the Gemara says, like the stars in the sky. When I'm able to set the masses straight and allow them to understand what Musa is really all about and and the the benefits of Musar and the um, just the, the the primacy of learning Musar and how Musar is so indispensable. When I'm able to disseminate that, I have a tremendous chalik in being mezaka uh, um, the rabbi. Okay, good. We'll stop over here and we'll continue with Hashem for the next paragraph tomorrow.